Energy Mystic Michaela, Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today. We are talking about coping with loss, specifically coping with the loss of a parent. We're going to be talking to a very special person, Jamie. She's the producer of the morning show 1067 Light FM in New York City. And she lost her dad, and we're going to talk to her. Also, I am going to explain to you something really important. I need you all to know how you are all mediums. When you lose somebody in your life, you become a medium. I'm going to explain how that works in just a second. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, it's it's fantastic to have Jamie here. Yes. We, we've known Jamie for a while. Um, she's in our green room. And she is right now acting out a scene from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. She's a big Walking Dead fanatic. Yes. She has a doll of Negan, who, you know, we've mentioned <laughs> on the show a few times. He's a cult leader. And <laughs> right now, I'm not sure what she's doing with it, but uh, we'll, we'll figure that we'll, out. We'll, we'll keep an eye on her. Yeah. So speak, speaking of uh, Jamie. Yes. Uh, Jamie, again, like you said, uh, producer, Light FM, New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a trip we had to New York City. Yes. This was the last time we saw her. And this was the last time we saw her. This was back in February of 2018. Right. When people actually traveled. Once upon a time, once upon a time, there was no, <laughs> nobody knew about Zoom. No. There was no such thing. There was no Google meetups. Okay. Nobody knew about these things really. And you, if you got invited to like a radio show or a podcast, you had to show up in person. Right. Yes. So we were invited to the Jenny McCarthy show on Sirius, Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. I think she doesn't have the show anymore. I think she's done this year. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might have been over with now. Uh, which was, I think, their one of their biggest shows mm-hmm. on Sirius XM. Uh, Howard Stern is probably the biggest. But and we were invited to the Bravo headquarters to do their podcast, Bravo Daily Dish. Yes. Okay. But again, you have to, you know, you get you have to get there yourself and yeah. figure out your arrangements and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like they invite you, but if you want to, you know, you got to get there yourself. And it was like it's but it, back then it was like, "Oh my gosh, this yeah. is great. Like, let's just do it." And they turned out to be on the same day. Yeah. So the Jenny McCarthy show would be in the morning and the podcast would be in the evening. Right. That's so that's how it happened. Yeah. Uh, I actually scheduled it that way. So I know. I'm like, well, <laughs> at my end, I'm like, this is amazing the way it worked out. And on your end, you're like, hey, everybody, can we coordinate? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because a PR person, I think, reached out to you and said, how the heck did you get on that show, the Jenny McCarthy show? And uh, basically, I just like harassed them continuously. <laughs> so I... Yeah, I wrote to like they three. They were so nice there. Like yeah, they were. the producer so so nice. Yeah. yeah, she was great. Yeah. But I harassed them for a while and then <laughs> finally they're like, "Okay, just so we don't get another email from you, we'll let you on." But this was our actually this was the first time we used uh Uber. So this was crazy cuz like you're actually from the New York City area. Yep. And we were long distance for 4 years, so I would come visit and you would take me through the city and you know, me being from Buffalo, New York, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, it's a big city." And and you would take me on all sorts of transportation, and I just thought it was great back then. I'm like the subway and the bus. <laughs> And no taxi, it's too expensive. Um, but a lot of walking, so I saw yep. a lot of a lot of <laughs> the city. But this time you were like, you know what, Megan? Uber. And we're, I was like, What? Yeah, we're going in style. Whoa. Okay. Uber. And not the one where you share with people. No. You, <laughs> not the sharing Uber. But not the special fancy Uber either. It was like the middle Uber. Yeah. Like your own car. Right. Yes. I mean, I thought it was great because I was used to like getting a taxi from the airport right so for airport you get the taxi 
And you don't know what price they're going to charge you. Well, yeah, I know. So it's <laughs> true. When you told me that, because I don't understand anything about how New York City works. Yeah. But I remember like you would say, and it wasn't a big deal to you because it was just your life. It was just like they lie. You know, they lie. You have to argue with them. I'm like, every time you're done and about to get out of the car, you actually have to have like, a, like an actual fight. You're like, yeah, obviously. They, yeah. they rip you off. Yeah. So, so when this, when like, this yeah, Uber, stressful. Yeah, so when this Uber thing came around and they're like, oh, the price is already set. I was like, oh my God, this is great. All those lying taxi drivers must be so upset. Right. So <laughs> where, where did we fly into? Was it Jer- Jersey? Newark? I forgot I where remember. we flew into. I forgot. I don't know. We'll say it was Newark. All right, okay. so we, flew, we flew to Newark. Okay. And then we got into the city and we pull up to the luxur- this really, really luxurious hotel. I spared no expense with this one. <laughs> it was a Hampton Inn like one block away from Times Square. Yeah, but like just ever since you became a dad, there's this like little bug that creeped in, like this dad bug where like you got the, what is it? The Hilton credit, the Hilton Honors credit card. Well, yeah, I'm a Hilton Honors guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh. Diamond member. <laughs> People know this already. And you're just really proud when you can pull it out and use it. And so you got the hotel for free, like with points. Yeah. You were real, that was really an accomplishment for you. Yeah. You were really excited. I was only gold back then, but... <laughs> It was a nice room. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So uh, the first first night we were there, we figured, all right, since we're one block away from Times Square, yeah, let's go to Times Square. And the next morning was everything. And so. then we did the stuff, everything. So, yeah. So this was our night to kind of have a nice time. Yeah, and you know, it was, it was a snow snowing a little bit. We haven't seen snow in a while, so yeah. that, that was fun. Uh, Times Square, of course, is always an adventure. Oh my gosh! Um, I feel right at home there. Me and the naked cowboy, <laughs> we know each other. Uh, there was actually a yoga class going on in the middle of, of Times Square, and I joined it. And it was Tai Chi, I think. Was it okay? <laughs> well, whatever it was, I was really good at it. They were. They, nobody was looking at me at all. So you just joined their I, group. Just joined right in. They you didn't. Did. Even, they didn't even realize I had joined. That's how good I was, was at so the funny. Tai Chi or whatever it is. Meanwhile, you're over there like buying CDs well, or something. Well, nobody tells you when you go to New York um, that you really stand out like a sore thumb if you're a tourist. Like everybody knows that you're a tourist, and I think like one of the te- the tells is you look around. That's what I finally had to figure out for survival because so I'm in Times Square and people were like, hey, hey, come here. And they were trying to give me like CDs. Like, here you go. Here, take it here. And you're like, no, 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 don't take it. Come on. And I'm like, what, what, what? And they're like, did they make you pay for it? This isn't a gift. Did they get you? They rope you in. You know, people, I didn't understand this like sales tactic of they like put their arm around you. They're like, here, have the CD. And and then, then what? I mean, it was a lot of stimulus there. Um, Yeah, especially for an indigo. I was like, it's, I mean, it was, it's fun. And it's interesting, and you know, because I was in the mall, and we had a good time. Yeah, it was it was fun. But and New York City has such a vibe, and it's so, such a different place. Right, and then we went to, of course, a touristy restaurant, Junior's. Oh my god, I love Junior's. Yeah, <laughs> they're known for their cheesecake and all that stuff. So we went we went there right. at the end of the day. So that that was fun. But the next day was the two shows. So in the morning, we got up Jenny McCarthy show. You know, again, we know Uber. We did use Uber. Uber. Again. Yep, our second Uber. And you know. Even myself, who grew up on Long Island and been to the New York City many, many times, it, it's still for me intimidating. You know, and I'm a, a red blue, and you're, you know, I can only imagine for like indigos and blue, like blues showing up there. Yeah. But it was intimidating. And, you know, you, you walk into this huge building. It was on, was it the Avenue of the Americas, the yeah. office? I forgot the number. It was like the uh, 1221. 1221 Avenue of the Americas, this huge building. You know, there, there's all the security. You got to pass through all the security. Uh, you know, the, 
just massive. And, yeah. you know, again, you had not done that many interviews at that time. No. And, Ugh. you know, me as, you know, the superstar agent manager, I had not well, done yeah, that many at the time. Yeah, the reason why they were interested was because I, that October... I had just um, been on The Real Housewives. Right. So that's like when things kind of influx out of nowhere. It's like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? Hey, you want to come right. on this radio show? It was like, oh, oh, okay. Like you get invitations when that happens. So right. So I was like very green to it, very newbie, very new. Yeah. And so like going on a Jenny McCarthy show for me, I was so nervous the night before. And actually, little manifestation trick that I never share with anybody because it makes me sound crazy, but I feel like all of you will like this. Um when, when we were at that junior's restaurant, I was sitting there and I was so nervous about the next day. Um, and, and I said, okay, I envision myself like some sort of time is not real portal. This is where I sound nuts. Time is not real portal. And I'm going to be here at the same time tomorrow night because that's in 24 hours it would have been over. And I'm going to sit at the same spot and I'm going to have my tea and my toast and I'm going to just envision that it's already then and I'm super happy and everything went great. So remember that. It, it yeah. worked, right? It did. Yeah. yeah. But because I, well, you know, yeah. at the end of this story, we went back. But go ahead. Right. Okay. So, you know, we do the Jenny McCarthy show. We get to Sirius XM headquarters. You know, there's like, I think, I mean, I think there's like some celebrities walking around for interviews. Yeah. I, I'm, of course, like, where's the Howard Stern show? Where's the Howard Stern show? You know, I'm it's trying crazy. To- like the atrium is like, there's just TVs everywhere, bright lights. It's very posh. It's very like chic. It's very like corporate yet cool radio music playing. You're just like, Oh my God, I don't, you know, you feel immediate. I personally immediately felt very old or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. But go on. Yeah. They got their like step and repeat all set up where you take your photos. Yeah. Uh, real, really cool. Yeah, you saw a football player or something. Or yeah, a, a, you like, saw you recognize the sports people. There were like yeah, sports people there. They were doing some um, for ESPN, I yes. think, something like that. And there you were was, like, "That's so and so." There was like a movie that they were, I don't know, advertising about a train or something. Yes, like, I forget all this stuff. But anyway, so you go in. Not only is Jenny McCarthy there, but her husband Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, that was cool. is there, that which was, cool. was really cool. But I can imagine how nervous you were. I was. I mean, I was nervous for you, but uh, you know, it was a. A great experience uh, for both of us. She made me, they both made me comfortable right away. They're very nice. I mean, they're really nice people. Yeah. They were nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so where does Jamie fit into this, I guess? Yeah. In between, I guess we needed some grounding and we called Jamie, you know, who we knew and we went out to to lunch with with, uh, Jamie. Yeah. After that. So then, and then after that, I think we got a little nap in for you because every indigo needs a nap. I did. I took a nap. We went back to the glorious Hampton Inn. Yes. I got my Hampton Inn coffee. You got your nap. Things were good. We went then back to, um, I forgot where it was, but 30 Rock. We had to go yes. to 30 Rockefeller that Plaza. That was crazy. So we that walk in there. That was even more crazy because that's, a, that's like bustling. You know, all the shows taped there, like the Tonight Show, that you know, uh, late, I don't know which show was taped there, but like Saturday, Conan used to tape doesn't there. Doesn't Saturday Night Live tape there? I think, I, I think yeah, we Saturday saw the Live. floor that where they were, ta- like just everything. It was. Right. And you got to get like all these clearances again. And then you got to go to like a certain special elevator so they can send you up. And we go up to the, the Bravo headquarters. Which was nuts. Yeah, which is nuts. And everything's like Bravo, all the posters Everything. on the wall, all the, you know, the, the signed housewife posters yeah. and all the shows they have. And I think there's a couple other stations in there. Maybe Oxygen was in there and a couple other ones. But that was, that was crazy too. They have like pictures of housewives all over the walls. And yeah. like... I'm, you know, a Bravo fan, so I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like it was just, yeah, it was very surreal, I guess, um, because I had been on the Housewives for that one episode, and that was surreal. 
And then, I don't know. Like, and then you're there and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm talking to people who talk to them. Like, it, right. like the other housewives. I don't know. It's very, like, kind of a little bit of a starstruck moment for yeah. me to see the producers and the things like that. Yeah, so that was, was, was really cool. But that, that was fun. So I did the podcast with them and they, they were... They're really cool and accommodating. And we also learned that, like, because the interview was, like, 6 p.m., like, nobody in New York City (laughs) stops working till like, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. I think they go, do they start early and end that late? No, they they start later, they they said. Oh, yes. And then they end, like, 7, 8 o'clock at night. I get that. And then they go out or something, they were saying. Yeah, they do it all again the next day. Yeah, so it's not, not, yeah, it's a crazy day. But then we went back to our, your safe place. Juniors, juniors and i was like i did it and it was like the portal moment completed and so that's my tip for you if you have something weird the next day that you got to go through I, this is what i learned from this and i do it i'll sit in one spot and be like okay when the, in 24 hours from now or whenever it's going to be over i'm going to be back here and this is how i'm going to feel and then like really envision all the happy feelings and pretend it's over and everything went great and just have that feeling of peace and oh i did a good job and like everything in your tummy and in your heart and in your head and it's kind of like a it like completes the circle or completes the loop all right all right, we got a couple ads. We're still waiting for Jamie to get ready. She is playing out the scene where Rick and Negan are fighting. So once she's oh. done with that, we'll probably be able to get this interview underway. Let's do it. It can be difficult to find skincare products that are good for you and also the planet and also actually give you the results you want. Well, Osea has been making products that do just that for over 25 years. When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous Andaria Algae body oil, which is perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. I'm going to tell you how you're going to feel like a million bucks. Okay, this is what I do. (laughs) I take, they have this amazing body salt scrub. It's made with uh, Himalayan sea salt, pink Himalayan salt. And I go in the shower and I rub that on and I rinse it off and then I come out and I pat dry very lightly. And then it is all about the Andaria Algae body oil. I put that all over. It is absolutely amazing. It's luxurious. It's rich. It's not greasy or sticky. It absorbs beautifully into the skin. I mean, it moisturizes my skin. My skin looks healthy and glowing and younger and, you know, the ingredients in it are clean and it's sustainable packaging and the design is just gorgeous. Like you don't put these away. You leave these out on your countertops. They're beautiful. So I know what you're thinking, body oil. Well, if you've been using body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils, but let me tell you, I'm a convert. Trust me. (laughs) Andaria LG body oil has been Victoria Beckham's favorite body oil for years. You'll be obsessed with it too. It soaks in easily. It isn't greasy and has this amazing, sexy citrus smell that instantly makes you feel like you're in the spa. I can't even tell you how soft and smooth and glowy my skin looks and feels after I put it on. After it leaves my skin with the most beautiful glow, I'll tell you, my body lotion never did this for me. Osea's products are clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainably sourced seaweed, and made in California, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. So here is the deal. You experience your favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for our listeners 
Get 10% off your first order with promo code KYA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every orders and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. So go to osea, O-S-E-A, malibu.com and use code KYA. Raising girls, uh, you know, it's hard not to be worried about the what ifs of life, even with myself. What if I don't make it in time? What if I mess up? What if I feel like I'm in danger? Well, you don't have to worry when it comes to your safety. You just need Birdie. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy and carry and simple to use. I give it to my daughter who is 12 and she's going to do things kind of on her own here and there sometimes. And it gives me peace of mind and it gives her a feeling of empowerment. When you activate your birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is no danger to you. You can feel confident to use it without the worry. Birdie goes wherever you do. The alarm comes in multiple colors. I suggest you get yours in your aura color and it has a brass keychain. So you can attach it to your keys, your bag, or the strap of your sports bra if you're running. Over 300,000 birdie alarms have been sold and they have thousands of five-star reviews. So join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash KYA. Go to She's Birdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash K-Y-A for 15% off your first purchase. That's she'sbirdie.com slash K-Y-A. So as we were preparing for this episode, you know, coping with the loss of a loved one, you actually got a spiritual download that basically you wanted to share about mediumship. Um, So could you go into that a little bit for us? Yeah. So here's the thing. When... Someone you love passes, and this is huge, and I really want you to, even if I'm about to, what I'm about to say makes you say no right away, I want you to take a pause before, before you come to any sort of immediate conclusion about what I'm about to say. When somebody you love passes, you become the medium. You're the medium. You channel their energy. Wow, okay. So for, for people that maybe don't listen that often, well, first of all, what is mediumship then? Mediumship is the ability to communicate with people who've crossed over and pets too. So you have the ability to, so when somebody you love passes, what happens is, is now you have the ability to communicate with them. And a lot of us, because we're so close to the situation, what happens is the messages and the communication that they're able to deliver to you now, because it's not with words and it's not in the way that our 3D reality supports. It's in a different way. It's in a fifth dimensional way. What happens is because we're too close to it, we don't know that that's what it is. There are so many voices inside of us. There's our ego voice and our higher self voice and just our thoughts and noise and other people's stuff influencing. And the people that have passed, they're in us too. And it's very cliche. You know, when somebody dies, you'll hear like, well, they're with you always. They never left you. The thing is, is that's true. They're in that noise. They're in that energy. They're in that space. It's just a lot of us. What happens is we don't, 
have the ability to differentiate all the different noises and all the different voices inside of us, which is really what the spiritual journey is about. Let's differentiate, let's separate, let's analyze, let's get closer within us so that we can distinguish the voices of the loved ones on the other side who are trying to talk to us. And they talk to us in a lot of different ways. And and that's the thing, and this is the download I had because I do all these readings mm-hmm. and I see the same things over and over and over again. And I just wanted to like have the, this moment where I told you all what's actually happening. Each one of you is a medium. The second somebody around you dies, they're speaking to you. The relationship doesn't end. Now, I talk to a lot of people who are like, yes, absolutely. So-and-so always talks to me. I always get messages. I always feel them with me. And some people are like, I feel nothing. I don't know where they are. I feel so disconnected and sad and lost. So I understand that there's people that feel absolutely nothing and they don't feel them around. And those people are the ones that are like, no, that doesn't, I'm not a medium. That doesn't have, the thing is, is with you, if I, and that, if that's you I'm talking to, what you have to do is you have to redefine what mediumship is. It's not going to be what you think it is. It's going to be what they can give to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that does make sense. And, and now that I, I think about it, I guess the, okay, define a medium one more time for me. A medium, somebody who communicates with somebody on the other side. Okay, so it, it would make sense. Like if, and again, you know, neither of us have lost a parent. Yes, like that's Jamie true. has. Yeah. But I would think that if I, you know, I did lose someone very, very close to me, I would be the, the closest connection. Yeah. So I would actually be the best source. Is that kind of correct? Yes. And that's, I'm trying to empower everybody, you know, individually. Like, yeah, it's fun to go see a medium. You know, it's fun. It's interesting to get somebody who has no idea of the situation say something cool to you. You know, that they know, you know, it's kind of like, oh, proof. Yeah. But honestly, you already have all that. It's just you don't believe it as much because you're like, oh, maybe that came from my mind. Right. So what basically what you're saying is if they came to see you or you know, Long Island Medium or wherever. Right. In essence, you know nothing about this person. Yeah. And you don't have any connection to the right. person who is lost. Right. And then when you tell them, hey, you know. You know, they love this coin or they love yeah. to wear this jewelry. Right. Then it gives it more of a. It's like, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they are here like that. But you're really putting your. <laughs> I don't mean to put down what. I love what I do and like it provides people closure and it's nice. And I love connecting with people on the other side um, all the time. But honestly, you have to also really put the most, the most, I guess, credence in yourself. Because think about it. People who died are just people. And if you're, if you're like, if you're on the other side, who do you want to talk to? You know, like some lady in a turban with a crystal ball? (laughs) (laughs) Or do you want to talk to your kid? You're going to go talk to your kid, you know, and you are talking to them. And then, but all of a sudden they might see something or hear something or feel something. And they're like, oh, it's just me missing mom. You know, that's not really mom. That's just me. Or your kid says something and it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's just whatever. That's coincidence, you know, but it's really them communicating to you. And, and just like, just like when you have a conversation with somebody like in, you know, and you're both alive. And you don't have control over what they're going to say to you. You you sit there and you listen and you take it in. Just like I, that's the same thing with mediumship. I have no control over what they say to me. And you have no control over what they're going to say to you. It's a conversation. They're just talking to you. 
But I'm an empathic medium, and a lot of you are too. Okay, so what, what would be an empathic medium? An empathic medium is when you almost like absorb their personality, their feelings, their thoughts. It's like you wear their essence. And that's why when I do a reading for somebody I don't know, I start getting their personality. I start getting their aches and pains. I start getting their worries. I start getting their humor. I start getting the way they would say something. I start getting kind of like their vibe. And I see it all the time with my clients. All of a sudden, they start embodying the characteristics and the thoughts and the feelings of the people who've crossed over that are close to them. So they might start you know, nitpicking when they didn't nitpick something, or they might start wanting to reach out to a relative that they weren't close to, but the other person was close to. Little things like that. And that's the way that actually you're being communicated with on the other side. But it's very internal and emotional, so you might not think it's like as cool as if you were like, you know, I don't know, had some sort of like crazy sign, like the lights go off and on and the TV changes or just some, something more physical mediumship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So if you, so I guess it would be, this is my question I have, it would be very difficult for you to, I guess, connect with someone if that other person wasn't there, right? Yeah, I need a conduit. You need some, like, so yeah. you need that other person. Yeah, so sometimes people are like, um, you know, can you read so-and-so? Like if someone who yeah. had no connection but to if, Yeah, if I have no connection to them or like, you know, I'm not doing it for somebody, like with my clients, that's the connection to what whoever. But like, if it's somebody that I don't know, like, okay, go read Harry Houdini or something. I was like, I don't, like, we have no relationship. So, it's, it's, so why would, <laughs> like, I have no conduit to him, you know, like that. And that's the problem. Now, if they're alive, I can see their aura or whatever. And if right. they're dead, I can see their aura too, get their personality or whatever. Right. But to talk to the dead person, right. you need like a conduit. And okay. that's why I'm saying like the second somebody dies around you who you're very, very close to, you have a psychic bond. The bond didn't die. The bond is still there. Yeah. So you can use that to communicate with them and they're using it to communicate with you. You just have to redefine what communication is now. Okay. But you're a medium. Anybody who's died, yeah. if, if somebody you've lost has died around you, um, you're the medium. You're the medium. You're the medium. I okay. want you to know that. And I want you to think of ways where you are the medium. And I want you to start noticing like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at this, look at this. I have to tell a story because this is really cool. Yeah. You know, Aaron, you know, you know, Aaron, our neighbor who was on the premonitions episode. I know her. I know you her. You know, Aaron, yeah. you know, Aaron. Anyways, her, her daughter... Um, well, this is interesting. So their grandma passed and Erin always feels like she finds hairpins, like bobby pins around. And when she finds them, she thinks of her grandma and she's found them in really weird places. So anyway, so her daughter, her little kindergartner came home and pulled out of her lunchbox uh, where she just, she's like, here, mom. And it was a hairpin, <laughs> you know? Oh my God. And because Erin understands that that's how grandma's communicating with her, she's, instead of being like, what'd you pick off the ground? Gross. She was like, oh, it's grandma, you know? And, and she channeled through her daughter to give the message. And, and that's one way that they can channel. They can kind of influence people to do things or say things to you or give you something. It's just nice, you know? So recognizing it. When it happens or when you feel something, even if you're not sure, just recognize it. Be like, hey, mom, or hey, aunt, whatever, or hey, dad. It makes them the bond stronger and it makes them more confident and you more confident to keep the communication up. All right. 
Well, hey, and ever since we started this, I know those red blue people that have passed for somehow <laughs> they know how to get through to me. I, I don't I don't understand it myself still, but I guess I'm the medium. Yeah. So that's how. Yeah. You know, so uh it is quite amazing that they can do that. So, yeah, so you are the medium. If yeah. you take nothing from this, if you've lost somebody, um and that's the thing, like I haven't lost you know, and that's the other thing, like I'll do readings, I haven't lost a parent, you know, I haven't lost a child, I but you're not speaking to me when yeah. I do a reading. You're not speaking to Megan, Mystic Michaela. You're not speaking to me. You're speaking to spirit. I say that yeah. all the time because I could never sit here and even try to pretend I know what you're going through. I don't. So what I do is I pick up the energy from spirit to speak with you. Through them. Through, through them. them. Wow. Yeah, and through okay. spirit. So um, that's why I wanted to bring Jamie on today you know, to give us what, what that feels like for any of you that have lost a parent, you know, it, she, you can understand what that is and you can empathize with her and you can, you know, we can relate to what the other side of that looks like. Um, but I wanted to make that clear. And, and also in episode 58, we talked to blogger Jade and she had lost her little baby girl. Right. So if you wanted to listen to an episode about somebody who has lost a child, that's a really amazing episode to listen to from her perspective and how she channels her little girl. All right. All right. So we have a, we have a couple ads. And just, just, just to throw, that out, throw this out there. If I could be a medium for red and blues, <laughs> you could do it. Yes. So if, if Scotty could do it. Anybody can do yeah, it. Yeah, you're the medium. You're the medium. All right. We have two ads, and then we are going to bring Jamie out of the green room and do the interview. Okay. I'm always really happy when BetterHelp is sponsoring my podcast and this episode in particular because coping with grief is something you can do in therapy, and BetterHelp can help you with that. Uh, you know, last year was interesting. This year's interesting. Let's do a mental health check-in. How are you really, and what do you need right now? Well, therapy can always help. What's therapy exactly? It's literally whatever you want it to be. There's no definition. There's no requirement. Get some tools to help you with just grief, motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work, really whatever you need. You don't have to be ashamed of your human struggles. They're normal. Just start feeling better because you do deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I personally always do my appointments with my therapist on the phone and they're great. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can even start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. The app is really user-friendly and helpful and accessible. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash K-Y-A. You've probably thought about the next step in your career and your relationship, but what about planning for kids? Why do we as women put a little pin in that? Why do we put that on the back burner? You know, women are having children later in life, but biology hasn't changed. So we need tools to help us understand our reproductive timelines. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility 
hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, which was really helpful for me, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future or just some clinically sound info about your body that can help you make decisions that are right for you, Modern Fertility is the way to go. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. Hey, Mystic Michaela's spiritual family. I am here with a very special guest. I'm here with Jamie McGarkey. She is the New York City uh, morning show producer of 106.7 Light FM. She's a Gracie Award winner, and she's the co-host of the Walkers and Talkers podcast because she's a Walking Dead fanatic. Here I am with (laughs) Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor. I appreciate it. I'm so just touched that you came on. I mean, we, you lost your dad about how many, yep. was it? Oh, Actually, tomorrow, was tomorrow will be 17 months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you lost your dad like so a year and a half ago in the middle of this whole pandemic COVID just nightmare. And, but we, we actually go back further than that. When I was first starting out, you were like my yellow aura helper. You yes. would help me because you're such a beautiful person and you're like a producer of this big morning show, you're like, hey, try this or do this. Like you'd you were like my little spirit guide in the media world. <laughs> and I really appreciated that. Of course. Um, have you always been into the spiritual realm? I would say absolutely. Yeah. Even from astrology signs to getting messages from the other side to aura colors, crystals. We all know about crystals, oh, yeah. you know, being part of your group, like all of that intrigues me and fascinates me. And I've learned so much from that. Yeah. Cause like, I remember when we first started talking, it was like, I've known you forever. Like we were just like, yes, psychic, spiritual aura <laughs> stuff. Let's go. And we just like went <laughs> off and we're like, that's friends now, which is, I feel like <laughs> with all of you know it's us. so true it's true like you know kind of when we get together like when two people understand this stuff it's like oh we got a lot to talk about so yes yeah but you okay so I just wanted to for the viewers who don't know do you know your do you remember your aura do you know your aura I think the very very first time I met you I believe you said I had some purple and indigo and then when I was going through some things I think I was a little bit more yellow but it's been a few years so yeah so I wanted to look at you now just because it's been a few years okay. since I like read you and yeah and and uh just when I see the pictures since your loss and I think this is where a lot of people might even kind of like understand like you can't just go through something like what you went through and not be impacted energetically so when I look at you your indigo is like such a large 
it's large. It's very big. Yeah. It's very deep. I feel like you don't shy away from the feelings that come up. I feel like you actually swim in them and take a moment in them and you, you savor them because they're That's still your dad, if that makes very, sense. Very, very, very true. And I feel him coming through. Oh my gosh, he's so strong. <laughs> I feel him even coming through when I talk about your indigo aura because I feel like you're like me. You're like an empathic medium. So you probably just feel yes. his emotions. And I feel like that's how you connect with him. Um, and I, man, he's coming through so strong. I didn't mean to do... I was going to do just your aura oh, that, first. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I, was I gonna, talk to him every day. What do you do when you talk to him? I sometimes I look at a picture of him and I actually wear around my neck. Um, he gave my mom the day they were married, this little bell wedding bell with the little diamond. And I got his fingerprint on a heart and I wear the two of them around my neck every day. And I hold that a lot. And I also had a tattoo done of a, a, a letter he wrote to me on my arm. And I sometimes just hold that and, and look at that a lot and look at his handwriting. And I, I speak to him all the time. I tell him good morning, good night, you know, like almost like he's, he's with me just because I feel him so much all the time. I feel him so strongly around you just when he comes through. And I remember the day that I remember when he was, because he, he was, now you all have to remind me because we've been friends for a while, but we weren't exactly in communication. I remember when your dad got sick or something. Yes. What, yes. Can you bring us back to that? Because I, I, without remembering, I do get like when I bring up his energy, a really heavy feeling in my chest and a very, like, it's hard for me to breathe. And I get yes. an all over kind of debilitating pain. Um, yes. And it feels like it's hard to move. It feels like it's hard to stay awake. It's hard to go to sleep. It's hard just to exist in this body. And he doesn't have that anymore. He's so free. He's so free. Ugh. And I get this feeling... And he's your dad, so obviously, and this is always a comfort to me. They don't change so much when they pass. They're kind of still <laughs> themselves. But I get him yeah. apologizing, which I'm sure you would mm -hmm. like, please don't, sorry, don't say sorry. But I get him apologizing anyways because he's your father for not yeah. being as agreeable or happy or as optimistic at the end. I get that there was this mood that he just couldn't like a sadness that he couldn't shake and he felt bad for bringing that to the people around him. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. Um, and we understood because it started about, he had prostate cancer for about eight years and he was on oral chemo and we were, had him in remission twice and we were doing good. And then it took a turn and he started to have horrible back pain. And we realized the cancer had spread and broken his spine, actually. Oh, my God. And the pain he was in was just unbearable. And he couldn't sleep. Uh, he'd be in bed all day. He wasn't participating with the family. And as sad as that made us, we knew how much pain he was in. And he had one round of um, or, um, IV chemo. And that's when it really went bad and he went to the hospital and had to come home on hospice that had went, gone to his brain. And we are so grateful in the time of COVID that we had the gift of having my dad home for one week and being wow. able to be there when he passed and hold on to him and just letting him know how much we love him and it's okay to go and just giving him all the love we had. Who you're Jay because you're Jamie. Was he Jay too? Yeah. Okay. What was his name? It was the, my 
Yeah, your dad. dad. My dad was Jeffrey, Jeff. Jeff. Now, this is weird because I under, cause I get that that's your dad's name, but like ever since I knew I was doing this for you today, I kept getting the name Michael, 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 Michael. Does that make any sense to you? We used, I mean, my dad and I would always ask Archangel Michael for protection a lot oh. and and have like that bright blue around us. Mm. Um, and his car was that color. We used to say it's an Archangel Michael car. That's so funny. I don't, I, I don't know if that's what that is, but I know that that we had that connection. Yeah, it was like so strong, like all the way through. I mean, the other thing with your dad is he, I'm looking at his pictures because you sent me these beautiful pictures of your dad. And oh my gosh. Um, do you still have that dog? Cause there's this picture of him with this dog and I get this dog. Yes. It, he loves this dog. And I get yes. that this dog he's calling, is it a girl? It's like, she just, yeah, feels, our, our girl Piper. Okay. Cause she feels like, well, he's calling her like a goofball or something. I oh, just total, total. <laughs> and like, I think like at the very end, like this dog, like, I, I think I just get a companionship with him and the, like the dog gets it. You know what I mean? Like just this, it made this dog made him feel okay. I just get towards the yes. end and, and he comes through just, he's grateful to all of you, but you know, dogs. Okay. And then I get this thing yeah. like where <laughs> even the dog now, and this gives me chills because I get this feeling like he's comes through to the dog and he laughs. He's laughing hysterically as I get this like image of him <laughs> where he likes to like scare the dog or spook the dog or make the dog be like, <laughs> and like act kind of silly. So I don't know if that happens. Cause I get him. It's just, this dog's like easy to trick or something. So I don't know. If that, well, yeah. At, at, when he was on hospice, um, Piper's insane. Like I used to call her El Diablo cause she was crazy. She's crazy. But so, but when my dad was sick, she was so gentle and would jump up on the hospice bed and just lay on him and put her paw on him. It was so calm. And um, ever since he passed, there are times where I see her eyes tracking. Like I know it's like, I feel him in the house and she knows it. It's like, you know, and she was very sad. And there's times where I say, you know, I think daddy's here and she'll look up and I see her tracking and I know she feels him and I know he, I can feel that he communicates with Piper for sure. That's amazing. I just, it's funny because I feel like with your dad, he has this um, emotional just outpouring of love and just expressiveness because you have a sister right to you and your sister and your mom yes but yes and I get him like being a very affectionate very effusive very like and he he was a red and blue aura guy but I you know but yes he feels like such a girl dad and a happy girl dad uh, <laughs> oh he 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 always said my my greatest joy and pride is being the uh, dad to two daughters oh like God. he embraced the girl life I had what before my sister and I are actually 10 years apart. And before she was born, you know, it was, I needed somebody to entertain me in the house. And he used to play dream phone with me and Barbie and let me swim in the pool and pretend to be Ariel. And he was Prince Eric. Like, I mean, he just embraced the girl dad side so hard and he was just the best dad. You were reminding me about when, like when he died. And cause I, I remember I called you that night, but I, oh. I remember calling you and talking to you and your mom, but I don't remember what happened. Can you remind? Because I have like am, like mediumship amnesia. Can you remind me? <laughs> Absolutely. So my my dad passed away a little after midnight on April first, 
And around 6.30 that same day, he had only been gone about 16 hours. I had nothing on social media or anything. And I get a text from you and you said, hey, can you talk? So I said, I was like, I was in a fog. And I said, sure. You called me and you asked me, did your dad cross over this morning? And I said, oh my God. I said, actually he did a little after midnight. And you said that you could feel um, all the symptoms he had physically in his stomach and all the pain he had. And you said he's free now. And you said he has all his dignity back. And it just, there was no greater gift to my mom's sister and I than to hear that he was safe on the other side and pain-free. And then you had me for the, laughing so hard because you told me he came and found you in Florida in your shower. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and I said, what? And I actually started to laugh and you said, yes, he came in my shower and said, get my Jamie Lynn, get my Jamie Lynn, get call my Jamie Lynn. And you go, oh my God, I didn't know what to do. I had to get out of the shower and I had to call you. And she go, you go, he actually made me call you. So I'm still sorry about that. No, that's that so funny. There. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause like, I'll, I, okay. Thank you for reminding me. I have like mediumship amnesia. Cause it's really not me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I do it. So, but I do remember, like, I remember waking up that night. And feeling like just like him, listen, he wouldn't say goodbye to me, like who am I, but just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it's just almost like if there was a memo board and I got to see it like Jeff crossed over like that. And and then, but I do remember being in the shower and it just hit me like, I got a call. Whoa. I got to, I remember that. And I remember telling you guys like, he's not creepy at all about it. It's just, I don't know. Like that's where he just got me. And it was like this urgent, like I jumped out of the shower. Okay. That's crazy. But like, um, we hadn't talked a whole lot before then. I knew he was ill, but like just the whole passing thing. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And I think like a lot of people listening can relate to like, if somebody passed, sometimes somebody who is like knows you, but isn't as involved will get the message or something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he got to you so fast. We, we still laugh about it because <laughs> I mean, it was, it was mind blowing how fast he got to you. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. It's like he wanted to fly out of his body, be pain free yes. and almost like he can be a better, here's the thing. Nobody wants to leave their kids, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I get this message from him that he hasn't left. He's being a dad in the way that he can now, maybe even better because he doesn't feel like he's taking away from all of you. I mean, talk about a selfless mindset because obviously you you all would have taken him any way he was. This wasn't from you. This was from his own sense of being, you know, the dad, a provider, a husband, like the things that he wanted to be for you that he felt like he couldn't be anymore. It's like all his purpose was for him in his mind, mm-hmm. not, not there. So, wow. I, um, I, I wanted to talk about, because we talked about his passing. We talked about, oh, and the other thing is you sent me pictures of like you and, and your mom and your sister and whatnot. And I just get this feeling of the three of you. And I feel like you were always a close family, but yeah, what's it like when, the, you know, I think when we're coping with loss, relationships change. How has that been? I mean, and just to finish up your aura thing, I do see yellow just a little bit 
popping in. I wonder if that's you kind of absorbing your mom a little bit because she's super, you know, I wonder if that's you also being kind of like a mom energy to her sometimes. What is it like after somebody passes so that you all love so much? There's such a hole in all of your hearts. How does it change the relationships? I think it was a particularly interesting time because in regular world without a pandemic, you know, you lose somebody, the funeral's packed, then you have a few days off and you're back at work and you are always sad, but you have to kind of turn that off a little bit to function in everyday life. And when he passed, it was the height of COVID and we had like only five people were really allowed at the funeral home. And so he didn't have that send off or like the, I don't feel like people had a chance to really mourn him or grieve or go see him. And then I had temporarily moved back home and my sister was here and we were all here 24 seven full time. Wow. And in a way I will never be so grateful for this pandemic because I my dad was my best friend. He was my everything. And to lose him was so awful. Um, I don't think I could have just popped back into real life in four days. I don't think I could have recovered. So I feel like having the three of us here to lean on each other, because in the beginning, we all fell. And then one one of us would get back up, and then the other one would get back up, and then one would fall and we'd catch them. And I just felt like feel like so grateful that we had that dynamic here of having our family and being here together. I feel like our grieving process almost expedited and soared because we had so much private time to heal and cry and grieve my dad and have each other's backs and be so supportive of each other um, versus if we weren't in a pandemic and we'd all be in separate homes and yeah. different and apart from each other. So it's, it was it's very interesting. I'm very grateful for the, actually the way it did pan out. Yeah. Th- thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel like a lot of us just don't know how to be, you know, there's like a feeling of like almost like awkward vulnerability possibly. Y- yes. Because like maybe, uh, and, and then like other people, people don't know what to say and, and you're being so indigo, you can probably feel people like, I don't know what to say and you know, like all that. And it's just kind of like, you, you end up making them feel better or, or whatever. Yeah. What's that like? You know, it's, it was, well, we actually didn't get a lot of that in the beginning because we couldn't even see family. Mm. And that's the other thing when someone passes, you know, your home is filled sometimes with family or food or friends. And it was very vulnerable because it was just the three of us and that was it. And we didn't have anybody else to count on except a phone call, you know, but in the physical, we couldn't hug my dad's brother. We couldn't hug anybody. And that was really hard. And I noticed sometimes like after a while, it does fade. Like when they ask, you know, or mention him and I'm, I'm just, I think, Cause I'm, I think I have some purple too. I think the purple part of me doesn't care. And I, I bring him up all the time. Like, I'm like, yeah, dad would love this. Dad would love that. And you know, if we're out somewhere, I I'll just say it. I, I would say, I, I, I know dad would watch this or he would love this or, you know, I try to have his energy as alive as I possibly can. Cause I know he, I know he's here. I know he is. Yeah. He's, he's so a part of it. I mean, I, and that's what I love about your family. It seems like the three of you do things in his memory and his honor. 
Yeah. I think, you know, just, I mean, and, and this isn't, this is what I see from you. And, and sometimes I see this from other people too, but I see this from you, especially like there's, there's a way to love somebody when you take their love and you do things that are good for you and good and, and, and positive in, in honor of them. Like, I'm going to go and do this fun thing with my family for dad. And I'm going to, and what a way to cherish them. Like, what a way to bring them, like, it, like for my children, God forbid, you know, one day, I hope that they're like, you know, I'm going to take that trip for mom, or I'm going to, I'm going to do that thing. Cause mom would want me to, and I'm going to, or I'm going to take that risk. Or like, I would be like, oh, thank you for honoring me that, or my love that way for you. And, and it's nice that you can continue that and carry that in your heart for your dad to do all those positive and nice things with each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Um, so I wanted to, it was also weird because um, we were planning on doing this like, okay, coping with loss episode. And, you know, Scott and I are like, okay. And usually like, you know, I'm a big procrastinator. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll figure it, you know, one day. And then Scott one day is like, Jamie. And he reached <laughs> out to you and that happened to be like a, a special day for you. Is that right? It's true. I, I'm sad. I am going to be honest. When you lose somebody, you are sad every day and some days are easier than others. And this particular day I was, I was a hot mess. I couldn't stop crying. I kept getting songs in my head that I know he put there. Um, and I just was so devastatingly sad. And that was the exact day that Scott reached out to me and said, Hey, would you mind coming on to the podcast to do an episode about loss? And we want to see pictures of your dad and she'll read the pictures and have a message from your dad. And I was, I read it like four times and I'm like, my God, this is a miracle. I, I, it was like, uh, it was literally, I'm still speechless because I was having the worst day missing him so badly. And it was like a gift saying, well, here, you're going to hear from him now. And it just, I'm so grateful to you both. This, Thank you so much. We're grateful to you that you came on. It's if we always make fun of Scott, cause you know, Scott's red and blue and he's got this thing <laughs> yes. like where I, we feel like he's psychic just to the red and blue people on the other side. So, <laughs> which is my dad, yeah, which is your dad. <laughs> so it's really funny because like sometimes, I mean, we get a lot of messages, um, we have a wait list for readings and stuff, but sometimes every once in a while, like he'll, he'll, he and he does all the appointments and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> he's it, very good. Yeah, he's good and he's organized and he's very fair and he goes on the list and stuff like that. But every once in a while, like if somebody sent a picture and they're red blue, there's just and he won't even know if they're red blue. He just has like there's like oh, like a he grandma. Feels it. Yeah, and like this grandma the other day didn't leave him. Like this grandma, <laughs> like somebody sent a picture and he just like oh I can't I got to get her on the schedule and then like because they and they bother him. Like they won't go oh away gosh. and they'll hang out and they'll like be in his head. So your dad's kind of like that, but like your dad's <laughs> funny about it. So, so we always, no, it's funny. Cause we just joke. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, it's like your red blue connection um, with Jamie's dad. So I, what other signs yeah. do you get from him? Like what other amazing things or interesting things, or what do you see that reminds you of him? Well, our favorite band together was Queen and we would go to, we've been to Queen concerts together. And when he was really sick, I went to see Queen at Madison Square Garden in New York City and the whole show, we FaceTimed him and he cried, I cried and we sang every word together. And that was like our thing so hard. Like we talked about Brian May, the guitarist book. And like, we just had 
this incredible music connection with this band, right? And so there's times where one time I was having, it was his fifth month anniversary of passing. And I, I was so upset. I, I had to get in the car and go for a drive. Well, the New York City Rock Station has two for Tuesdays. I get in the car, start the key, two Queen songs start oh right God. in a row. <sighs> then I then I couldn't find my face mask, right? Because you had to wear a face mask. I'm looking all over the car. The only one in my car was my Queen face mask. Stop. And then I went to get a sandwich in the deli. I opened the door. I swear Bohemian Rhapsody was playing. I am. This is... <laughs> That's this amazing. All, I'm like chills. Like this is all in ten minutes. I'm like, okay, Dad. Like, I, and I'm smiling, and now I'm happy because I'm like, oh my God, he so is here. Because what are the odds? All those signs. It was like boom, boom, boom. In like ten minutes, all this happened, and I find feathers from him all all the time. Do you? And um, and I feel like that's. I know people sometimes have coins or, but I just feel for some reason feathers are his thing for me. And sometimes if I ask to have a sign for him, I'll find this beautiful feather somewhere if I'm out. Yeah. It's so synchronistic. I love that you accept it too. Like you accept it. You're like, Hey dad, how are you? And I feel like that makes it easier. Does your sister have the same thing? Does your mom do the same thing? Do they, does it happen as much for them? I feel like it happens to me probably the most. Um, and it was funny because <laughs> I don't know if it's my dad. My dad was like a jokester too. So I don't, my mom said to him, all right, Jeff, I want you to give me hummingbirds. So she went out and bought a hummingbird theater, right? <laughs> and we filled it with the sugar water and all that, nothing, no hummingbirds. So we're like, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. So then one day we get an Amazon package to the wrong house. So my mom decides to go deliver it to wherever and she's driving around and then she turned a corner and there was a sign as big as can be that said hummingbird lane what and it's like sometimes you ask for a sign and yeah. it may not be how it you think it's going to come to you but it still comes to you and that was like and now she'll see hummingbirds not in the physical but like in different ways on an ad on tv or we she finds them somewhere else or a picture of one um but that's like her thing now but not the actual bird (laughs) right like because he's too that's too obvious for him he's gonna give her like the joke he's gonna make her work for it yeah he's gonna make (laughs) her like interpret it that's so funny yeah yeah i gotta look at more pictures of your dad because like when i look at um (laughs) your dad yeah and i think like the big thing is he says oh because i get it was too much crying for him at the end you know like he likes to he likes the smiling he likes the laugh because that's who he was he was like this he loved to laugh yeah like funny laughing um good-natured man and whatnot um okay i want to look at the picture of your mom because i just feel drawn to him talking to her i just get this feeling of such gratitude towards you yeah too um because he's just saying you take care of her and listen of course she takes care of you but i he's saying thank you for taking care of her and i'm getting listen your mom's like one of those people like i can tell like just she's yellow blue and she's selfless other people's needs before her own and she feels like she kind of likes to keep it together and whatnot so that you know but your dad i feel like did love to kind of jab at her poke at her like make her kind of like off her you know, schedule or whatever, kind of joke with her a little <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, 
And I get this thing with you, Jamie, where you see your mom too. And then, then there's just this like beautiful relationship between the two of you where now I'm getting this funny kind of dynamic between the two of you where sometimes <laughs> you're like, mom, you know, we're going to do it this way. And I get like Jeff kind of coming in and channeling oh, through damn, you you hit that on the head <laughs> through you a little bit cuz Jeff comes yeah, through Jamie Mama Jamie Mama, Mama Jamie. Jamie shows up and I feel like you're actually channeling a lot of Jeff cuz like I can see you having like all of a sudden you have opinions about things that like maybe you didn't care about before like uh, this is like it, like about silly I don't know like I don't know if this is like bills or money or what we're going to spend money on or like what we're how we're going to do this or you should do this when you should do this so you should do this and, oh. <laughs> and then I get Linda Mama Linda being like, uh, are you telling me what to do? Like, what is this? And so it's kind of funny because I get the two of you having these little funny, like, um, quarrels about nonsense stuff or whatever. And it's not even quarrels. It's yeah. just kind of like headbutting moments. And no. he's just laughing we hysterically have, we at have it. We have a beautiful relationship. Oh, yes. And I'm no, it so feels grateful. So nice. yeah. <laughs> it just feels – he's laughing at you both, though. And then I get your sister – what's her name again? Kristen. I get Kristen – he loves Kristen's funny because I get that she just he shows me this image of her rolling her eyes and just sometimes staying out of it like or whatever like obviously she's <laughs> close to you guys but then like you know you two you you and your mom feel like you can be a lot alike in a lot of ways and I can see her being like okay you know like you know oh, you yeah two- sometimes she'll be like I'm I'm done with this so like she and she'll say that and she'll just leave the room and she'll be like I'm not a part of this it's funny she actually will say that <laughs> the dynamic is a riot like and your dad I feel like he's trying to show that he's here for it and he's here for the he's here for any laughs with you all and, and whatnot okay random and I don't know if sometimes I get. A Christmas tree, obviously you guys celebrate, but I don't know if you kept it up longer or you did oh. something with it because I get a Christmas tree and he's laughing at it and pointing at it. Does that make sense? Um, not only did we leave it up longer, we were so lazy this year. I'm in my dining room and I'm looking at it. Stop it's on the it. floor in the back. He's laughing <laughs> at you guys. Right next- that is- we're so embarrassed this has never happened because no one came over so we're like we could just leave it in the bag and we're gonna have to put it up soon oh no now we're found out <laughs> he found you out and he's just laughing at you guys you guys are a little oh yellow my- for that look at you you guys are uh i, I, I know a shame on my yellow side because normally i have that christmas tree wrapped up downstairs in a closet that is so funny yeah so he's laughing at you guys for the christmas tree that's hysterical um, but you know what? I think maybe it just made you guys happy anyways, just to have it. It did. Yeah. You it can, did. you can Very put it up. So. September is like yeah. tomorrow. You can just <laughs> stick that up. Fall. It's time. Um, okay. And he has a brother, right? Oh yeah. You said that. Did you get, is this him? His brother. Yes, it is. That is his brother, Chuck. His real name is John. Does Chuck have a daughter? They have, he has two daughters. Okay. He's talking about one of your, um, cousins, I guess one of Chuck's kids. Okay. Uh, I don't know. He feels close or whatever, or like very brotherly and whatnot. He's laughing about Chuck because I feel like Chuck is kind of a character or whatever. And oh, he is. Yeah, and he feels like he's colorful. He's like a like one of those colorful people that you just have to like. If you took anything he said out of context, it might not be great. But like, if you know him, you're like, oh no, he's yes, he's good. He's all good. My uncle Chuck is phenomenal. He's, I love he's him. He's really and he funny. Makes me laugh and he gives it straight to you. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, but I get something with one of his kids, and it does doesn't feel bad it just feels like kind of like uh, like center of attention or something and your dad's kind of coming through and like surrounding her with a lot of love so it's almost oh. like i don't know if this is like her feels like a 
like transition in life kind of a situation. So I don't know if sometimes I can get that with marriage or moving out, but it also feels a little lonely. So I get kind of like this feeling with her, with with your dad. Well, my one cousin, Erin, will be the only one left in New Jersey out of her nuclear family pretty soon. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the lonely feeling. So he's just, he's around her too. Yeah, because her sister moved to Texas, and then her parents are looking to move to Florida. Oh, Um, So they live in Cape Cod right now. Um, So, yeah, she's kind of the last person standing in New Jersey besides us. Um, But that's like her nuclear family, you know, so I think she she misses them a lot. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's just like, you know, I think your dad was just always up on all the info, and he still is. And he just like, you know, and I feel like with you, you've been more... It's funny because, like, you're busy, you know, you have a career and you're doing a lot of things and you can get pulled to be the one to reach out or keep tabs on in ways that you didn't do before. And I just get that that's your dad just always coming through and kind of moving you around and whatnot. Um, that makes sense. I love I love that, like, what surprised, just to kind of, like, some, like, what surprised you, like, I guess what I wanted people you know, you're, you're so vulnerable and you're so open and I'm so thankful that you're here talking about this. I feel like when the ground falls from under you, when like there's a hole inside that never can be filled again, what, what advice can you give somebody like, what, yeah, what advice can you give somebody? And that's the perfect words when your world falls out from underneath you, because my dad was basically the center of my world and we always had fun together and he was my person and to lose him rocked my world so much. And my advice would be, you know, time does heal and take everything just day by day. And be open, have your heart, body, mind, and soul open to signs and talk to them. Talk to them every day. Let them know how you're feeling. Let, and it's okay to cry and be vulnerable and lean on your family members as much as you can and let them lean on you and have that nuclear support system to get through this because it really, as it's happening, you can't ever see the light at the end of the tunnel because it's so tragic. Um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel to the point where we tell stories about my dad and we're in tears laughing versus crying, you know, and just, I just talk to them because they can definitely hear you and look for signs and, and be open to that. Um, and just, that's what I can say. I think, you know, thank you so much. Where can we find you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm at the talking Jamie and yes. And Twitter. I'm on there as well. Yeah. Now I, before we go, I have to talk about the walking dead. I, okay. <laughs> I have to, I gave it up. I did. I'm sorry. Oh no. I did. <laughs> so sorry. I gave up the show. Has it gotten better with, after Rick left? I just, I was like, come on. And I just well, couldn't. I well actually two Sundays ago the last and final season started premiering season 11 it's the final season okay and Negan Maggie is back after seven years oh my god and she has come face to face with Negan 
Okay. Who wow. killed Glenn. Yes. Spoiler. Yes. Brody and I go, spoiler. I mean, that's like, um, yeah, you have to know yeah. that by now. Right. And <laughs> it's a fascinating dynamic between the two of them because now they have to work together because a new um, group has come in. Okay. That's really bad. Like a bad group. But okay. the, the good thing is for me is that when this ends, there will be a Daryl and Carol spinoff with my boy Norman Reedus. <laughs> you, so that is I, like your guy all forever. The Norm, all the Norman Reedus. So I love that man. He's a good man. Yeah. <laughs> so I think- well, on Radio Day, I saw like you uh, you posted the picture with him, right? Like, or something. Or, who, who, or somebody from The Walking Dead. Yeah, it was somebody yeah. from The Walking Dead. Yeah, because I'm like, of course she'd post a picture with an actor from The Walking Dead. Like, of course. Of course. Because that was, I've met Norman many times and I know you've read him and that he's purple. Yes. Um, um, he's, he's, cool. he's just a really cool human being. And, um, if you get a chance to watch a walking dead or listen to my podcast, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk about. I like we your, I like your podcast. Like when I was, um, when I've tuned in, when I was watching the show and I get your take, you and Brody's take, okay. <laughs> like I love, you guys are like true blue, like fans. Like this is a conversation that would happen no matter what, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so true. Well, how we started the podcast is because every, every Monday we would meet by at the reception desk and be like, Oh my God, do you know what happened? Can you believe this happened? And we would talk, we would just nerd out to embarrassment. And then he's like, do you want to do, try that, try it. And yeah. so we did. And we call it, we have snappy banter. So we, we laugh and we have snappy banter. And we give you all our insights on the show. And, you know, I so love we'll the be doing it for thing. Yeah. yeah the, the inner nerd comes <laughs> Comes out so hard. We love the show. You guys know. You guys tear it apart. Like you guys like make it even deeper. I'm like, I didn't even know it was that deep. Like you find Easter eggs. Like you guys go oh. hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes David Brody goes even harder than me. Sometimes, and he goes, he makes a joke. You should really listen to this podcast <laughs> because I'm, he sees so much more than I do, and You're like, so Whoa. I get a kick doing it with him you know because he opens my eyes as well that's so. funny a lot of enthusiasm all right i just had to talk about that even though it's completely yes, unrelated just because i absolutely just i just love how like passionate you guys are about it and i just <laughs> very like, passionate yeah it's like this is like passion all right <laughs> jamie thank you so much i'm so appreciative thanks for letting me kind of into your life thanks for letting me feel your dad's beautiful energy i have to tell you like just oh. just even leading up to this like yesterday and today i just felt like your dad's energy he's like a warm hug like i want to come he over is. to your house and be 12 years old and meet him you know what i mean like when you oh. know like you know your your friend's parents you know if you've known them oh. a long time <laughs> that's kind of how he was I always feel. like a second dad to my friends and my sister's friends so that is very true he and just thank feels you amazing Thank you so much for everything. All right. You take care. Thank you, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. This podcast is for you and about you. I'm so appreciative that you spent some time with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.